Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Oh my goodness, you guys, this is it. This is episode 100. I, it was quite a journey, actually. Well, okay, all the things, quite a journey to get here. But in particular, even in the last week, quite a journey to get myself to create an episode 100. (laughs) Um, I'm literally recording this on Friday before I release it on a Monday. Um, I've been telling myself for a few months now, like episode 100 is coming. It needs to be special. It needs to be perfect. It needs to be different. It needs to be exciting. It's an opportunity. Take advantage of the opportunity. And here I am. It's Friday. It comes out on Monday. (laughs) And I'm recording for you. Um, Also, just side note, I have some really awesome guest interviews already recorded and ready to line up for the next few couple of months, actually. So that's very exciting. Um, I've been doing this for almost two years. That's how we get to 100, right? Makes sense. I've never missed a week. Um, I started, if you listen back to the beginning of the podcast, it is different. I am different. Everything has changed. I take that back. Not everything has changed. A lot has changed. I've grown and evolved and gotten to know all of you better and what you're looking for and hoping for. I've found my voice in a different way. I've gotten braver. I've definitely gotten more skilled at what I do. Um, with my community, with my clients, what my message is. So here we are at 100. And I remember, (laughs) I remember sitting in the hotel room recording my very first episode thinking like, what am I doing? This is way scary. I don't have any idea what I'm doing. You're not going to know what to say. You're never going to be able to create enough content, right? All the mind drama that you could possibly imagine when embarking on a new podcast journey, right? Like, will I follow through? Will I actually do it? Will I give up? Um, there's definitely a scramble every week where it's like, oh, shoot, this is one of those weeks I did not edit the podcast until Sunday night or even sometimes Monday morning, but I've never missed. I always get it out because it's important. Like, it's important to me to be here with you in this way and to make that commitment to you and to myself and to my abortion, right? Like this is a part of the expression of that experience for me. And um, if I do miss a week someday, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. But so far, I've really wanted to show up for it. I've really wanted to be here Um, There have been times where I swung back around and got, you know, got close to maybe the week before and like, oh, shoot, I have nothing recorded. I don't have a guest Um, or I don't have anything like right now. I have a whole bunch of episodes pre-recorded 
Um, but there's been times where I'm like, I, my batch has disappeared and every single time, like the most amazing people just like show up and appear and it always works out, which is one of the ways I know this is also meant to be is that it does always work out. And it's been a really great way for me to help more of you even further in, in the coaching work, because I'm going to say nine out of 10 people who, who book a call with me, like I invite you to do at the end of every episode, um, nine out of 10 of you found me from the podcast. So it's, it's, it's worked its magic. Um, every time I work with a client and every time I, um, show up, right? I get better at this. And so then my content gets better and my Instagram posts get more, um, more clear and they speak to you and you respond to me and it's just been an amazing journey. Okay. I'm going to stop talking about it, (laughs) but not really. Um, so it struck me just this week. I literally did not know what episode 100 was going to be until this week. Um, it might've just been a a regular old episode, but I decided this week that as those of you who've been following me know, I've been saying since I had my abortion over four years ago, I'm going to publish a book. I'm going to publish a book. I'm going to publish a book. (laughs) And at one point I was like, Amanda, I don't know if you're going to publish a book, but why don't you just start consistently writing? Um, I guess what I would call poems, notes, um, And those of you who are on my mailing list know that series. We are today, today, the day I'm recording, I sent out love notes. I'm going to call them love notes. Love note number 92 of the What I Wish series. So it's a series of poems, excerpts, posts called What I Wish I Had Heard After My Abortion. And so this week I was like, you know what, I'm going to re- I'm going to record myself reading a few of those and talk about them a little bit. So I also thought maybe if I use this opportunity to read some of the pieces that will go into a published book of all those what I wish notes, um, Maybe that'll get me one step closer to actually publishing it. So I'm going to give you all an opportunity to win, to get, to receive a signed copy of that book free, mailed to you from me. Um, At the end of the podcast, we'll talk more about that. But so then here I have these 100 what I wish notes, these love notes to myself to you, <laughs> to the world. Uh, and then I have to choose a few, right? I was like, okay, now I have to choose which ones to read. This is, this is not good. This is, <laughs> this is stressful. I got to pick the best ones. I was like, you know what? Complete random pick. I just was like, I'm going to go see what number 17 says and read that. And I'm going to go see what number 39 says and read that. So these are not selected for any particular reason. It was literally just like pick something and keep going. Really good lesson for you all. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to pick the right one. Just pick something and keep going and trust that it's going to be what someone here needs to hear. Um, So I've never read these out loud. We'll see how that even goes. But I'm going to read a couple of them to you. 
And then each time I'll talk a little bit about where it came from for me and then um, what, how it might be showing up in your life, why that particular what I wish note might be important for you to read and reflect on. Okay, here I go. Um, the first love note I want to read to you, I have no idea what number it was, um, but in the what I wish I heard after my abortion is this, don't leave yourself behind. That's it. Don't leave yourself behind. And it reads, don't leave behind the piece of you who believed abortion was the right choice. Let her be your guide. She had a wish. She had a dream. She had desires that haven't disappeared. Life stirred up around her, but she's still there. She wants you to find her and remember her. Work with her, not against her. You're a team. Your life crew, which includes all the versions of yourself, all the decisions that have been made, all the lessons that you that have been learned, all of you. So that to me is like, when I say your life crew, I mean, just like all those versions of yourself are a part of your team. You can't leave one behind, right? Like you can't leave behind that version of you that decided on abortion. She's a part of you and you might want to leave her behind. You might not recognize who she is. You might be confused about her. But if you try and leave your abortion behind, you're leaving behind that piece of yourself. And it's going to be really hard to feel whole and complete in the world when you leave behind a piece of yourself. So for me, there were so many times after my abortion when I wanted to, I literally wanted to walk away from myself. Like, let me, how do I get as far away from me as possible? And when I made my decision, I knew, I knew exactly why I was making it. But afterwards, once it was done, once I couldn't go back, that's when I let the world get in my head, right? I knew what I was doing when I made my decision. And then after I decided somehow, I didn't decide, I allowed somehow all the world's opinions to live inside my head. Um, and it was really easy to forget why I made my decision. I let other people tell me who I was and decide if I was now worthy of love and acceptance. Uh, I sought opinion and information and words outside myself that had nothing to do with the reason I made my decision. So that's happening to a lot of you. A lot of you are in that place. And it takes some serious self-reflection to get out of that nonsense. But for me, I was committed to, have my own, to having my own back. Um, and you've heard, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard me say that many times, like even before I made my choice, I had the awareness to say, whatever happens, Amanda, you got to have your own back. Like that's your only way through is to have your own back. And so afterwards I got help when I needed it and I stayed true to, and I have consistently stayed true to all the parts of me right? I take my whole self with me moving forward in the world. And that includes my decision to have an abortion. And for me, in my case, um, 
very much includes that, right? Like this has become my life's work. That is not the case for all of you. Some of you will listen. Some of you will go through an abortion, listen to me, follow my work, and then be like, I also want to do abortion work somehow in the world. But um, that's not going to be the case for all of you. And so um, for me, it's just about like, you gotta, you gotta pick all your parts up and take them with you. Pull yourself together. Sounds kind of mean, but we can do it in a soft, gentle way. Pull yourself together, right? Like glue all those parts back together and keep going. You don't have to talk about your abortion. You don't have to serve the world with your abortion story. Um, but you do need to take all of you with you to feel whole again. So Oh, I always forget, but I think it's episode 30. I will link in the show notes. Um, there's an episode called self-coaching after abortion. And the self-coaching model is what mainly what I use with my clients when we're coaching. I'm always thinking in models. I'm teaching them the model so that they can use it in their lives, not just around abortion, but around anything in their life. Um, so the way I structured this next little piece here is like, what from that, what I wish note, like how, what does that look like in a model? How might that be showing up in your life? So if the term model is new to you, go back to episode 30, I believe it is the one that says self-coaching after abortion. Um, but it's basically like math for your mind. It's the formula for what's happening in your brain. So most of us listening have a circumstance of one or more abortions in our history, right? So I just, assuming the situate, the circumstances abortion, that's a thing that has happened in our life. It's just a fact. Um, some of us are having a thought that looks like, I don't know who that was, right? And so that first, what I wish note, that poem is like, there's that piece of us thinking, I don't know who that was and I wanna leave her behind, <laughs> right? I wanna run as far away from her as I can. Like, I don't know who that was, I need to get away from her. She made a bad decision. Um, I can't accept that she was me. So you're thinking this, you've had an abortion or multiple and you're thinking this thought, I don't know who that was. It's that thought that has you feeling disconnected that thinking that thought is creating a feeling in you. My guess is that it has you feeling disconnected, disconnected from yourself, right? And that feels in your body, it feels like you're small, like you're closed, like you're like, to me, that feeling is like kind of cold. Um, it's a sensation in your body where you're probably disconnected from the world, but you're definitely disconnected from that piece of yourself. And so when you're feeling that feeling, you're denying your past, right? You are denying your present. You are, that's my dog. <laughs> you are spiraling in what if thoughts. Um, you're questioning your identity. You're probably beating yourself up. You are probably hiding yourself and your story from, from loved ones. Um, and you're probably blaming other people, right? It's like, just makes sense. Um, when you're thinking, I don't know who that was, you step into like blame world. So those are just some guesses at what that, what might happen when we feel disconnected. 
And when we take all those actions because we felt disconnected, we end up not getting to know the you who is here now, right? Like we, we don't give ourselves an opportunity to get to know and put all those pieces of who we are back together. So thinking that thought, I don't know who that was, has a serious consequence in our life. It prevents us from getting to know who we are now. And that's a big deal. It's a big deal. So that's an example of what these little love notes mean to me, right? Like they're not just words on a paper, like they have impact in our life. So I actually present, I um, prepared four more of these for us. I don't know how long this is going to take me, but I'm probably going to stick with all, all five of them. Okay. The next love note is remembering is how we grow. Forgive and forget is a dreadful life advice for people who want to grow. Remembering is how we develop ourselves. Honor your abortion. Remember who you are. Reintegrate yourself with your new perspective. Reinvent yourself. Live the life you made your choice for. And if you can't remember what it was, make something up. You are in control. Your life is lived one choice after another. We choose, we feel, we adapt, and we grow. This is how we thrive. So for me, abortion showed me more of who I am. And if I'm being honest, at first, that was some scary shit. <laughs> uh, having birthed three living children already, I knew I was capable of creating miracles, right? Like, most of us who are parents, it's pretty evident that, that making these children is, is a bit of a miracle. Um, I knew my body and my mind were powerful and that my heart was open to so much love. But when I chose abortion, the power of destruction freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> I could say yes to making babies, but I could also say no. And no one taught me that in sex ed, right? Like I had just spent my whole life thinking like making babies is a miracle. Like that was my work. That was my world. Like I've always been drawn to birth and pregnancy and babies. And so to me, it was just this like magical, mysterious, miraculous thing that we could do with our bodies. But I never thought about the other side of that. Like if we can say yes, we can also say no. What does that mean? Nobody introduced that conversation to me. Um, I self-identified as pro-choice and like, you know, it's your body. You get to choose only new, you know what's right. But those were words for me before I actually had an abortion. Like I still believe them all, but I didn't feel them the way I feel them now. Um, because I never really thought about what it meant to say no to making a baby. Um, I read a little, um, I was reading about that book. Oh, shoot. I forget what it's called. I'll, I'll link in the show notes again. And there's a PDF called Maybe a Baby. And it was like co-created with Shout Your Abortion, I think. And um, I just love the way, you know, this mama says like, you know, 
I had five pregnancies and only two of them become became babies. And when I had that, those cells dividing in my body, it was maybe a baby. It wasn't a baby. Now I do identify that my pregnancy was with a baby, um, but I love that maybe a baby. Like it could have turned into a baby, but instead it turned into something else. Um, so, all right, where was I? I? I have some notes written here for you. So where was I going? Also with this, what I wish series, um, what I noticed is that, you know, like a wildfire tearing through a forest, sometimes destruction is the only way to get healthy again. And to me, that's what, if I'm being honest, this is what my abortion felt like. It felt pretty destructive. Like I was destroying this opportunity for a baby to grow. It shook up my life, my marriage, my family, all the things like it felt destructive. But that was how I got healthy again. Like that was what needed to happen for me to create this version of myself. And I did say no to that human version of my baby Grace, but most certainly I did not say no to all the ways that she continued to live in the creation of a new me. Like I became a new me because of her. And so she's here through that version of me, right? And, and this is all, if you listen to my work, you know, I, I, I just have this connection with her. I think she's still here. She's just not human, right? We just have this different connection. She's a different part of our family and my life and your life now. And just because she doesn't look and feel like my other kids doesn't mean she isn't loved. I love her so very much. And this work we do, including all 99 episodes of this podcast, now 100, all the social media posts I've written, all the newsletters I've sent out, all the client calls I've had, all the group workshops I've had, all of it is co-creation at its finest. Like we have come together and created all of that. And that's amazing. We birthed some amazing shit into the world, even though I didn't grow her and give birth to a live human. Like we made some pretty awesome stuff together. Um, and some people will say that I'm making all this up and just to make myself feel better and she doesn't really exist. Or maybe even some religious people are like, she's mad at you. She was, God planned for her to come in and you stopped it, whatever. People get to say whatever they want to say, and maybe I am making it up, and I have no intention of stopping making shit up, because we're all making it up all the time. If you're human and you're living in somewhat, like you, if you're human, you are def most definitely living in someone else's made up reality. Someone else created a set of rules, and you have now stepped into them as if they're the truth, and you're living in someone else's made up reality. So if we're all making stuff up all the time, we might as well have it feel good along the way. And the way I tell my abortion story feels good. So I'm going to keep telling it. And living this life how I choose to is the way I honor my abortion. Okay, so remember the model. We Abortion is still our circumstance, but some of us are thinking the thought, I'll pretend it never happened. And when we think that thought, generally we feel like anxious. Right? It's like kind of this buzzy, withdrawn, heavy, fast, hot, like it's a sensation in our body, that anxiety. And we are not, in, when we feel that way, 
in our lives, we're not being honest with ourselves. We're not being honest with others. When we're thinking, I'll pretend it never happened, we're denying our past, right? We're lying essentially. And we're not living all of who we are. We're staying small, we're guarding ourselves, we're editing ourselves. And the result of all that, when we think the thought, I'll pretend it never happened and, and it falls out in our life, is living out of touch with reality, like actual human reality, and pretending to be someone you're not, pretending to be someone else. And most of us, if we think consciously about it, don't want to do that. We don't want to live out of reality. We don't want to pretend to be someone else, but we're doing it by thinking thoughts like I'll pretend it never happened. And unless we get really curious and explore our thoughts and what they're creating in our lives, we end up unconsciously like creating lives we don't want. Okay. The next one, the third one I have for you today is trust your feelings. None of the things you are feeling are bad. I promise. They are all here for you. Relief is here for you. Shame is here for you. Grief is here for you. These feelings are all a part of you. These feelings complete you. They were a part of you before your abortion, and they will be a part of you long after. The feelings we experience after abortion are complex. They're supposed to be complex. They are calling us to step deeper into the fullness of who we are. They are an invitation to become more authentically alive. So I spent, um, just give you a little, again, right? I'm just like kind of giving you an explanation of where that comes from for me. I spent a fair percentage of my 38 years before my abortion, not feeling. I was pretty much a pro at not feeling. And I especially avoided the yucky feelings. I became a master, like feeling problem solver. So it was like, have a feeling, don't like it, change it. Easy, right? Like just change it, avoid it, change it, walk away from it. But all that changing, I thought like, I thought it was helping me, but what I was really doing was robbing myself of the depth of my human experience. I thought it was making things better, but I was really keeping things small, keeping myself small, because the more we feel, the more we feel. Let me say that again. The more we feel, the more we feel. So when I felt all of my abortion, I started to feel more of the good stuff in my life too. On the other end of shame was acceptance. On the other end of grief was deep and pure love. The more we feel, the more we feel, right? I think of it like it's just an expansion. The more we're willing to feel, the more we get to feel. And so my abortion helped me stop playing safe and it helped me start playing big and big is scary, but big is also amazing. And there's no way I could have created all this without learning to allow my real feelings. 
And I'm still working on it. Believe me, <laughs> I'm still working on it. Um, so many people come out the other side of abortion and they get stuck in this like what if spiral. They think if it had been different, I would feel different. And that's partly true. And there's no escape from all this feeling. There's no escape from the human condition. Abortion or not, we're all human. And in one circumstance or another, we're going to be invited to feel all the things. And so you might be saying like, well, I'd rather feel shame about losing my job than getting an abortion. I'd rather feel shame about um, cheating on my partner than getting an abortion, right? But shame is shame. That's it. It's just a feeling in your body. Like, if you don't feel it about this, you're going to feel it about something else because you came here to feel, right? Like you came here, you decided to be a human to feel. And so abortion is just another invitation to do that. And so if we go to the model and abortion is still our circumstance, it's what's happened. And we think the thought, I just want to stop feeling, which is so super common, so super common. I just want to stop feeling we're kind of annoyed, right? We're like annoyed that we're feeling. We're like annoyed by our human existence. And when we feel annoyed, we're like kind of edgy and hot and heady and tight. And when we feel that way, again, we resist our reality. We revisit the past. We overthink. We play small. We blame. We lie to ourselves. We lie to others. We look for the escape door, all because we feel annoyed because we're thinking, I just want to stop feeling. It's annoying to be human with all these feelings. And so what's really funny about that is that when we think, I just want to stop feeling, the result is that we feel more, right? Because when we res resist our reality, we feel more. And when we play small, we feel more. And when we blame, we feel more. And so we think somehow helpful to think, I just want to stop feeling. But really, it's like inviting us to feel even more. So we just want to keep noticing, like, where is this thought leading me? And it takes practice. This is why people hire me, right? Because it takes practice. I practice noticing this stuff every day. And I'm a coach, right? Like, I've studied this stuff up and down, and I've been doing it for, you know, at least four years straight exploring models. It takes practice. Okay, is that number three or four? I don't know, but there's another one here. So I'm gonna keep going. Um, and this one says, you've been given the tools to face new challenges. I can do hard things. I can have my own back. I can slow down. I can love myself in all the ways I've been craving from others. Savor these lessons. These are the tools that will land you the promotion, help you find your life partner, guide you to create new things. What you've been looking for your whole life, it's already there. You were born with the ultimate all-in-one software, your brain and your heart. Your mind is the most valuable thing you own and no one can take that from you. You're here, you're listening, 
your whole, the world is at your fingertips. So one of the things I love about this note, this randomly picked note, <laughs> um, is that it acknowledges the reality that more often than not, we're overcomplicating things, right? The fact that we're here and listening means we're already pretty whole, right? Like if we have access to podcasts and we have the whereabouts to be able to seek out people we need help from, like we're pretty whole, we're doing pretty good. Um, abortion can feel like a huge bump in the road, but all things considered, we're in pretty good shape. Like I was talking to my daughter today, like our brains work most of the time without us thinking about it. Our hearts work, like we're doing pretty good. And sometimes um, it takes a, like that reality check of like, it could actually be a lot worse. I'm doing pretty good. Sometimes it's what we need, right? And I think I'm recording this at the time of some, some pretty big world trauma and um, it is a reality check. And sometimes we need that and we don't need it so that we deny our feelings like, oh, well, someone else has it worse. So, so you shouldn't feel it all. That's not why we need it. Um, it's not to deny our feelings, but to understand them from like a wider perspective. And if I'm being honest about my own abortion, I can confidently say that abortion didn't really teach me anything new. More accurately, it continues to remind me that what I already know remains true. <laughs> my only work is to remember, to remember that, right? Life is always asking me to do hard things, to have my own back, to slow down, to love myself in all the ways I crave from others. Coaching after abortion, so especially self-coaching, that was for me, I didn't have a coach who, who talked about abortion. So I did a lot of self-coaching um, and I do a lot of self-coaching now, but it's a way of reflecting back what we already know. <laughs> it's not like, it's not, I mean, I introduce a lot of, tools and concepts and resources to my clients, but mostly I'm just remember like reminding them what they already know. Coaching is, it's like a key and it unlocks our remembering. And it does that in a world where it's far too easy to forget how much we already know. So the model around this one, we have same circumstance abortion, but a lot of us are thinking, a lot of you are thinking, I don't know what to do. I think the feeling there again is anxious, feels kind of heavy, tight, buzzy, swirly, definitely swirly when we're thinking, I don't know what to do, maybe even a little empty. And so when we're thinking that thought, I don't know what to do, we seek external resources. We seek validation. We seek comfort. We're looking for lots of answers and most of us looking don't really apply them. When we're thinking, I don't know what to do, we don't even know what to do with the answers that we find. And we assume other people know better, other people could do it better, we beat ourselves up, we question ourselves, and we mostly end up like not doing or trying anything because we keep thinking like, I don't know what to do. And it's just like creating this cycle. And so the result is we don't learn what to do and we don't hear the actual answers that we already have inside. Okay, next. This is the last one. I'm pretty sure this is the last one. 
<laughs> this one is um, what I wish I heard after my abortion. It's not going to go back to normal. It's not going to go back to normal. Normal is a misconception. We don't get to go back to normal. It never really existed. Normal is this. Normal is now. Normal is ever evolving. What's normal is adaption, creation, progression. Maybe that word is adaptation. I don't know. Interrupt poem for a grammar note. Love. The person you were before abortion hasn't disappeared. She's evolving. Kiss the hand that holds these words. Touch the heart that takes them in. Caress the womb that's taken this journey. You are the new normal. There's nowhere to go back to, only forward. And forward has all the potential to be a very beautiful place. So one of the most clear times I remember wishing I could go back to normal, go back to who I was before abortion, was when I first had to fill out the like OBGYN paperwork. And I had to check off that box that disclosed my abortion history. And it felt like a super reality check. Like I remember kind of wanting to go back and be the person who didn't have to disclose that info, right? Be the person who didn't have to say I've had an abortion. I wanted to be someone I was not, right? I was not present to my actual reality. And it was such an identity shift for me, this new normal. It's like, I will never not be the person who checks that box. And in, you know, after my abortion, my marriage changed, my parenting changed, my friendships changed, everything changed after my abortion. And for a while, it felt like nothing was normal, but I adapted and I actually adapted quite well, I think, doing pretty well. And I want you to just like, think about that for a second. Like, look at what my new normal, this new normal that I chose to accept created. We wouldn't get to be here together if I was still resisting my reality. I wouldn't have created all of this if I was spending all my time wishing things were back to normal. You could say it's true for like anything in life, right? Any moment in life really, but abortion is such an opportunity for rebirth. It's an opportunity to create your new normal. And so the model on this one, if we take abortion as a circumstance, a lot of people are thinking, I just want to go back to normal. And it's an, if you really think about it, when you think that thought, it's very uneasy. You don't, it doesn't feel good. It's like, it feels icky in your body. And it has you, when you think, I just want to go back to normal, the actions you're taking are living in the past, projecting the future, detaching from your present, resisting reality. So many of you are resisting reality. Um, thinking you're the only one feeling this, not adapting. Sometimes the actions are what we don't do. So we're not adapting. Questioning your decision, telling yourself you don't know who you are. A lot of you are doing that. 
And you're thinking, I just want it to go back to normal. And when you're doing that, you're not creating and accepting your new normal. And your new normal is literally your only realistic option. So <laughs> I do help people create new normals. And I know so many of you get so much value from this podcast. Um, I was on with somebody last night and it was hard not to cry hearing her talk about the impact of this podcast on her life. So keep listening, keep listening to the podcast, go back and re-listen, listen to things that you didn't want to listen to before. And now you might be ready. Um, listen over and over again and create your new normal or like get yourself to my website and book a call. Like let's create your new normal together. It's pretty, like, I want to say it's, it's coincidence, but I'm really like, literally this month, I'm launching a new program. Um, same name as a different program I had called Birthing a New You, but it's a new iteration of that. It's the next version of that. And this month I'm working with my business coach and community to really seal that in so it can be totally amazing for you. So this month I am launching that program. And so I want to invite you to come join me in that program. Um, it's a three-month program. So we work together for 12 weeks and we feel all the feels and we adapt to our new reality and we create. Literally, it's called birthing a new you because I hold space and help you. This was my last line of work was as a doula. So it's kind of, I'm kind of like the post-abortion doula. <laughs> um, but I am in space with you, guiding you to your next rebirth, right? We didn't birth babies. When we choose abortion, we choose not to birth babies, but we don't have to stop what's gestating, right? Like we birth something new. We birth ourselves. Some of us choose abortion to get healthier, to find a new partner, to um, stop making challenging choices to, to create more financial income to right. There's, there's something to get out of a bad relationship, to um, learn how to say no, to learn how to follow what you really want, not what someone else is. So someone else wants. And so we get to create that, right? You've had this experience and why not look back in a year from now or three years from now or 30 years from now and go, my abortion or that particular abortion was the catalyst for my change, right? Like that was when I decided to birth a version of me that I loved, that I wanted, that I, that felt purposeful and meaningful in the world. So I really do think abortion is our invitation to feel and adapt and grow. Um, and that's what I do. I help you to have your own back. I help you to accept your reality. I help you to find that purpose and meaning. And I love it. It's my favorite thing ever. So I hope some of you, um, well, I hope all of you have enjoyed this in some way. It's been way longer than I thought it would be. So cheers to you for still, still being here. Um, stay tuned for the actual publication of all those what I wish notes. There are 100 of them. What? 
it. 100. It's crazy. Um, I'm going to give away 10 signed copies of that book when it gets published. And to be eligible for one of those copies, um, leave a review on the podcast. Leave a review in iTunes um, or of the podcast if I actually don't know anything about some podcast platforms that I exist on. Um, but if you're somewhere listening and you can't leave a review, send me a review. Just send it to me, right? Or, or post it on iTunes. But um, tell me, tell the world the value of this podcast if you feel it. And if you don't, you don't have to re re leave a review. I don't, I'll be okay with me. <laughs> um, so leave a review and then share it because one in three people with wombs, mostly women, right? Mostly people identify as women have at least one abortion in their life. So it is a guarantee that you know many, many, many women who've had abortions. And they're, they're looking, I promise you, they're looking for this podcast. They might never reach out to me, but they're looking for a place to feel and be accepted and um, hear words that make sense in their head. So um, share it and then just send me a message anywhere, Facebook, Instagram, email, whatever. Send me a message. I'm super accessible, my website, and tell me that you did those two things. Tell me that you, A, left a review or sent me like some kind of review, um, sent me your thoughts about the podcast, about this work that we're all doing together. Um, and then share somewhere, anywhere, Instagram, Instagram story, Facebook. I don't care. Share with a friend and tell me that you shared with a friend and then just send me a note and we'll connect. And then 10 of you will get signed copies of the book in the mail. So happy 100. We start a new, new decade. Is that a thing? of podcast next week. <laughs> um, and I'm excited. It's not a decade. Oh my God, I'm having like a total brain fart right now. We start a whole new century of podcasts. <laughs> we start a whole new hundred. And I think there'll be a hundred more. I really do. Um, I don't see this stopping anytime soon, which is so amazing that this library gets to just keep growing. Um, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for. <laughs>